church and we can love and assist you in a way don't hesitate to ask. We're going to continue our study. If you have a program, we're going to continue our study in Genesis. Uh, today we're going to be in Genesis chapter 22. We're going to try to cover this entire chapter of Genesis chapter 22. Again, Genesis chapter 22. It says in God's word, starting at verse 1. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. And offer him, offer him there a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took his hand, the fire, and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. And when they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horn. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of this place, the Lord will provide. As it said today, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Look at verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you. And I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived in Beersheba. Look at verses 20 through um, the rest of the chapter 24. Now after these things, it was told to Abraham, Behold, Milcah also has born a ch children to your brother Nahor. Uz, his firstborn was his brother, Humel, the father of Aram, Kisset, 
Hazo, Pizdash, Jidaloth, and Bithuor. Bithuor followed Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother, moreover his concubine, whose name was Rimah, bore Teba, Gaham, Tahash, and Makah. You guys might be asking, like, what is this chapter talking about? I'm glad you asked. Let me pray for us, and let's walk through these verses together. Father God, in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, Lord, you have bestowed upon us. Lord, you brought us back in another week, the Lord, to be in your word. Lord, we ask you to enrich us. Many of us are here right now heavy-hearted. So many things are on our minds right now, Lord, in life. So many things that are happening all around us, Lord, right now in life. But, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to come intervene. Show yourself to us, Lord, in a special way right now in this season. That we can trust you, Lord. That, Lord, we believe in you, Lord, as your word has called us to do. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, for the word today to do just that. Let your word draw us back to you. Let your word point us to you. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless us at this time, Lord. Lord, lift up and strengthen, Lord, the heavy-hearted, the broken, Lord. Let them see that, Lord, is a God, Lord, that continually saves today and still continually restores. But for those that here that's not believing you, Lord, that have been living a life contrary to your will, I pray that, Lord, they turn from their sins today and put, your faith, put their faith in you. So I pray for salvation here today. But also help me, Lord, in my weakness. Give me strength, Lord, at this time. Help me, Lord, so I can preach your word faithfully. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hope I don't mess this illustration up. Demaya is here. Hope I don't mess this up. In many job positions, it's, it's called, some job positions are called, called quality assurance. This person would be the one to inspect a certain product. They would inspect the product and make sure it's doable. If the product is going to last. So the product has to go through a certain test. So they make sure the product has a certain color. Can it stand a certain climate conditions? Can it hold a certain content? For example, I don't know if you guys saw the new 2022, I think Sequoias now. Um, just seeing it coming off the market, how does Toyota make a certain product like that? They have to have certain check and balance. They would check certain places. They would check certain things on the vehicle to see if it passed certain tests. If it didn't pass certain tests, they would take it back into evaluation. But this is one incident. I mean, one thing after another. We can mention so many things. We want to talk about faucets, faucets on sinks and all types of other things that deals with quality checks. And we can mention a thousand or more things that have to go through certain quality checks. And and I was sort of thinking through this message this morning. You probably ask, how does this relate to our text today? It relates to a certain way as how the text, I mean, the, uh, the test that certain products has to go through, the checks and everything, to see if this product is up to standard. I think in a very similar way as Christians, God gives us tests. God is creating a certain product. He's creating a certain individual that resembles after him. So certain tests come in our life. To show us where we're at in life. And reveal to us that we're not as strong as we think we are. So a lot of times when trials come in our lives with spouses, 
with friends and things come in our lives, a lot of times we go quick to complain and get discouraged. But I would say this as a believer, trials and tests are part of the wisdom of God. If you could have got what God was got to make you to be or got to the place where God wanted you to be, you'd already been there in of yourself. Right? You can't get yourself to where God wants you to be in life. So what God does, God and his wisdom allow tests to happen. To get us where he's placing us at. And you probably say, well, God, can I get, can I kind of pick the test? Can I pick the trials, right? Can I pick these certain things to get there? Family, we're not God. God allowed changes in our lives to happen for his own glory. And I hope today's text helps us to see that even more. We have been learning about Abraham entire life as a believer. How Abraham is consistent of tests everywhere he goes. You remember him and his wife were promised a baby all these years, and they didn't get the baby until, what, 25 years later. Sometimes when we ask God for things, or God says he's going to do things in our lives, a lot of times, excuse me, a lot of times when it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen, we start to doubt the Lord. And that's what Abraham did. Abraham was like, man, am I, if, since I'm giving this lady to marry Sarah, I should be able to get a child here within the next year. Abraham thought that he can write out how the promise is going to be given to him. And I think that's the same thing for us. If God has said he's going to be there, be there for us, he's going to protect us, he would never leave us or forsake us, a lot of times we kind of envision what that looked like for ourselves. If God said he's going to protect us, I'm never going to have a car wreck. If God said he's going to protect us, I'm never going to lose a job. If God said he's going to protect us, I'm never, all these things are not going to happen if he said he's going to do that. Because we have put in our brain that if God said he's going to do these certain things, that means all these other things that I have in my mind is not going to happen. But I say, God, wisdom surpasses our wisdom. Amen. Even though we lose a job, that's not saying he didn't protect us. Even though we might have lost a car, that doesn't mean he's not gracious towards us. That he's not going to continue giving us good gifts. I think Abraham seen it in his life. He saw the God, but trials continue to come. Tests continue to come. We even saw with the story of Job. You guys know Job? How Job, Job was tested in every single way with his, with his family and his wife and his friends. He was tested over and over. Abraham is tested. Family, we look through the scriptures. Everybody's tested. And so family, we're going to be tested. So today's test is an example of another test. Abraham and Isaac will be faced with a very difficult situation. But there's no mistake in this. It will be again, God will use this to build the faith of his people. Every single time. So we're going to do it today in three points. Tests reveal our faith. Tests reveal our faith. Point number two, the Lord is faithful no matter the situation. Point number three, Lord also encourages us to be faith, faithful with his promises.
So let's jump right in. Point number one, test reveal our faith. Moses tells us here in verse one, after these things, God tested Abraham. You're like, what in the world? God been testing him all these other times, right? But now God is going to test him again. And I think the word Moses is right here, letting us know this test right here is about to happen right now. The test with actually not having a son, that was 25 years span for the Lord to show Abraham the seal of their heart. But this test right here is about to happen right now at this second. And this test right here is going to be pretty bad. It's going to be pretty rough on Abraham. But it's needed for Abraham, just like tests are needed for us. Even in school, right? Some of you guys are in college right now, or some of you guys are in middle school and high school. Sometimes we take tests, and some tests are brutal, brutal, aren't they? I heard someone saying they're taking chemistry and biology tests. They are very brutal at times. But what do tests reveal to us? They reveal how much we retain. Do we really know what do we say? Do we really know what we say we know? I think the same thing in the body of Christ. Test shows us that we truly believe in what we say we know. We can say it all day, we believe in Jesus. But what do we turn to when things get hard? Do we turn to fear? Do we turn to doubt? Do we turn to anger? What do we turn to when things get hard for us? Test reveal, do we really trust the Lord that we say we trust? Like someone in a relationship, they say they love you, I love you, I love you. But they're, but they're not in a sense of serving one another, caring for one another. Is that true love? In the same way, is it true faith? Is it true faith if we're not turning to Jesus when hard times come our way? Mm. So if you can see that right here in our text. Moving down to verse 2. We see how this test starts. God, in fact, he calls out Abraham. In fact, he yells it out. Abraham! Abraham! And he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac. Think about it now. This is the time right now, you know, Ishmael is gone. So Isaac is his only son here. So take your only son, Isaac, whom you love. You go to the land of Moriah. Not in Memphis, not my Mariah in Memphis, but Mariah in, in, in Israel. Not that one. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains in which I shall tell you. In the words of Jerry, say what? You telling me to offer my only son? This ain't God talking. This is no way God telling me to say to take my only son, to put him on an altar, to kill my only son. Ain't no way God told me that. Right? What is going on here? The Lord is commanding him to take his son to offer him up for a sacrifice. And the place again is Moriah. Moriah is in the land close to the land of Salem. You guys remember the guy Melchizedek? He was the king of Salem. And the word Salem actually later on derived to the word Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So this Moriah in the same land of Jerusalem. So Abraham is commanded to take his son to be sacrificed 
on Mount Moriah. And what had happened here? This is the common asked question like, God, this is not you, is it? Something's going on here. Something is happening here, but Abraham doesn't do this. Look at the faithfulness of Abraham. Abraham didn't ask questions, but he get right up and he obeyed the Lord. The first part of the test, Abraham is displaying faith. He don't probably don't understand all this is happening, but he trusts the Lord. Family. And a lot of times we start off like this as well. When God brings tests our way, a lot of times we start off faithful, don't we? Look how Abraham starts off. He listened to the Lord, it tells us. It said he rose up early. He got the donkey. He got his two men with him. He got his son Isaac. He cut wood, and he went toward Moriah. The brother did exactly what God has called him to do when God told him to go. Abraham wasn't trying to make a second trip in this either. He was so focused on this, he even told Isaac to carry the fire and the knife as Abraham carried other things. So Abraham didn't waste any time. God said, take your son. Abraham said, son, come on. Servants, come on. I got to take my son what the Lord has called me to do. He's just playing faith. It tells us in Hebrews 11, 8 through 9, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in a land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. The writer of Hebrews tells us that Abraham was a man of faith. So family, I think at times we start off like this too. We, we obey the Lord in the morning as we read our devotion. We spend our time with the Lord in the morning, right? We trust the Lord. When everything is kind of easy in the morning, we trust in the Lord. We obey in his promises. But wait, wait until when bad things happen throughout the day. When we get jammed up, I think we get fragile in those moments. But Abraham showing us right here, even though he jammed up right here with his son about to be crucified, yeah. and what is thrown at Abraham he has continued to be faithful. But it's not finished yet. So he passed the first test. He take his son on the way. Look at the second test in this. God now allowed Isaac to push even more on this test. Look at verse 7. To his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself. The lamb for a burnt offering, my son. God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, but what Abraham responded? That God would provide for himself a lamb. Well, well I thought God, you said Isaac is going to be killed by you. But Abraham comes out and says, God is going to provide a lamb. Amen. He's already trusting the Lord, knowing the Lord is going to provide for him in the midst of this. Abraham responds in a way that is, he hasn't responded in the past. When he was Sarah, when him and Sarah was, was, uh, um, was childless, they couldn't have a child. Abraham married Hagar, a servant, to have a child. Instead of waiting on God to give him a child through Sarah, he put it in his own hands. 
He went to Egypt with his own hands. Every time Abraham has been tested, he got put things in his own hands. But what happened now in this text? It shows that Abraham to trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Family, you see the maturity that's happening here? Mm -hmm. He again responds in faith. Even when things are getting tough, he responds in faith. Abraham does not waver, but say the Lord will still provide for himself. So my question for us, family, this morning is over. When things get hard and harder, how do we continue to respond? How do you continue to respond? Greg, when things get hard and harder, and things continue to come your way over and over again, how do you respond? A lot of times we pass that first test, but that second test, that third test, when things is kind of raining down on us and it won't stop and it won't stop and it won't stop, do we continue responding in faith? One of the things I talked to Coach Zoe yesterday, how the kids played the game. And he said, we're going to make some adjustment in practice. We're going to run. We're going to run, and we're going to run, and we're going to keep running, 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 right? He's going to continue doing that. And one of the kids might start off fast. Another kid might start off fast. Then you got the second lap, the third lap. Then eventually, where that confidence goes? They get tired. And they start grumbling. Coach, why you got us running all these laps? Coach, why you got us doing all this? I think that's us, fam. We start off so good, but when we don't see the finish line, we start to be able to start complaining. We start getting doubtful. But Abraham is showing us, no matter what is thrown his way, that God is going to provide. That he can be faithful in the midst of not knowing what's going to happen here shortly. So family, when things get hard for us, when things get difficult for us, we must be faithful. Abraham is known throughout the New Testament, man, in faith. Romans 4, Romans 5, he was a legend. Abraham is a faithful brother. And we also see in the text here that Abraham and Isaac made it to the place where God had told him. Abraham built the altar, laid the wood in order to bound his son Isaac. Now, Abraham was very close to killing his son now. But does it sound familiar now? That we are in the land of, we're in the land of Mount Moriah, in the land of Jerusalem. And now our son, our only son is about to get killed. What does that sound like? It tells us in Isaiah 53 that the father was pleased to punish his son. On the same area of Mount Moriah, right, 2,000 years ago, Jesus was sacrificed. Jesus is the only son of the father. Isaac is the only son of Abraham. And Jesus is right here. Is put to death in Jerusalem. So the story of Isaac is a precursor. This happened way about 4,000 years before Jesus came. God is already letting us know that there's something going to be better than this story. He's already teaching us that when you look at Isaac and Abraham, you look to the father and to the son. So Abraham is called to be faithful regardless. And family, we are called to be faithful. 
Abraham and Isaac points us to Jesus. Amen. So family, even in our struggles, in our trials, God is still doing something amazing in it. So the story of Abraham and Isaac points to a greater story. And even in our lives, what God is molding us and making us as, he's doing something that we might not understand, but for his own glory. So how do you far, so do you go too far to the screens to be faithful as well? Abraham took his knife to slaughter his son. He probably had the knife so close to him. And Isaac didn't even try to get up. But also revealed that Isaac was faithful as well. As well as his father. Isaac trusted what his father is doing. That his father is trusting the Lord. Because if any of us, if our father, I'm pretty sure Trey saw Jerry get a knife to him, I'm pretty sure Trey's going to try to grab a knife and run. But what happened here? Isaac stays there on his altar. He trusted his father and was willing to lose his life because he knew his father was being obedient to the Lord. So my question will be again, how far do you go to obey God's word? How far do you go? If Abraham is tested, fam, we don't get a pass. It's a reason why that coworker at your job is difficult. It's a reason why your health isn't the best. It's a reason why you can't keep friendships. Family, our lives are full of tests all around us. And you may ask, why is the Lord continue giving us these tests? I think the Lord has a plan in this. Let's look at point number two to try to better understand what the Lord is doing in these tests. The Lord is faithful no matter the situation. Verse 11, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Well, the Lord told Abraham the test is coming. But for us, sometimes we don't hear from God saying, well, this is going to be a test today. Or it's going to be a test tomorrow. So what happens when we don't see the test coming? What happens when we don't know the situation is a test? Family. First, we must look at every situation in life as a test before the Lord. So we won't be surprised that a test is coming. We look at everything in life as a test. So we don't pick and choose situations that this is a test, this is not a test. This is a test, this is not a test. If we pick and choose in our lives what's a test and not a test, then we are prone to better be inconsistent. Family, I believe from Romans 8 that God uses everything to conform to the image of his son. Everything in life is molding us to be more like Jesus. Everything in life is a test for what God is doing in us. So it's no mistake in what God is doing in your life. We all can testify in this room of a current situation in our lives. And every situation be used to strengthen our faith. Because the Lord revealed himself. And what did the Lord do? He intervened with Abraham. Here in our test, the angel of the Lord told Abraham, 
Do not lay your hand, your hand on the board or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Right when Abraham was about to kill his son, the Lord said, do not do it. And the Lord revealed what was happening all along. Abraham, I want to see if you fear me. Seeing that you was willing to sacrifice your only son, that means you truly believe in me. Fearing the Lord is saying you trust the Lord regardless of the circumstance. We wait on the Lord to come through for us. We wait on the Lord to provide for us, just like he provided for Abraham. Look at verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. Behold, behind him was a ram. And all this time, right, Abraham is there. There's no ram around. All of the time, he got a knife at his son's neck, about to kill his only son. A ram pop up. And his head was rams. Said there was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram. And offered up at the burnt offering instead of his sons. So Abraham called this name and this place, the Lord will provide. And after the Lord, seeing that Abraham was faithful, the test was over in this encounter. The Lord had a ram caught in the thicket to be near Abraham. This thicket could have been an interwoven bush or tree. So a ram horn was so happily caught or stuck in this bush or, or tree at this particular time. And Abraham was able to use that to be sacrificed. And what did Abraham say a while back? He said the Lord would provide for himself a lamb. And look what the Lord done. He provided right here a ram. The Lord provided for the sacrifice for him. And it wasn't his son that had to die. Because later, there will be a son to die. But right now, this is not for the time for a son to die. So Abraham knew God would provide. So family, do you know that God is going to provide for you? I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but do you truly believe that God will provide for you? He will provide. And family, we must have faith like Abraham. We know that's right here in Hebrews 11, Abraham faith. Listen to this. Hebrews 11, starting verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac, and he was and, who, and he who had received the promises was in act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise up him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Think about what's happening here, y'all. If Isaac dies, how do we get Jesus? If Isaac dies, how do we get Jesus? And Abraham knows this. Abraham knows if he killed his son, how will we get Jesus? So Abraham was willing to kill his son knowing that God already had a plan in place. Family, this is real faith here. Think about it. If, if Isaac dies, how will we have a savior for our sins? So Abraham was so faithful that he knowing that the promise is through his son Isaac, that if Isaac is going to continue to the promise, that means Isaac has to live. 
So there's no mistake here. God was already getting us ready for a sacrifice, a better sacrifice to come. But the Father's only son. Jesus was the Father's only begotten son. But the Father did crush his son on the cross. So Jesus didn't get this exemption that Isaac got. Isaac got a pass. Jesus got put to death. And the father had to crush his only son. Yes, it was Roman soldiers that put the nails in him, but who allowed them to do it? It was the father. For us, it pleased the father upon his only son. So family, listen to this. We meet the requirements to be put to death. We deserve to be put to death, but we don't. We don't get death. Jesus got death, and the Lord provided for us. Just like Abraham looked and saw the ram, we looked and saw Jesus. We don't have to fear either. Our Lord provided for us. So family, we don't have to get afraid because our Lord will provide for us. He will give us everything we need to walk out the Christian faith. He has always provided for us the ultimate sacrifice for us. So even today, when trials come around us, the Lord will continue to provide for us. Look at our last point as we end here. The Lord also encourages us to be faithful with his promises. Now we end with God tying in the test to the promise. It was so much involved with this test. Now God used the test to point Abraham back to the promise. Now since you believe in me through this test, you will believe in me that the promise is still coming. You guys remember about the woman, the seed of the woman, the seed of the serpent? The promise that one day the seed of the woman is going to crush the head of the serpent? The one that the offspring will be a blessing to the world? It sounds like Abraham is getting these blessings from the Lord of multiplying offspring was conditional in our text. But God was using this multiplying offspring again to show that that the promise will come through Abraham, through Isaac, that eventually is going to come through Mary and Joseph. Jesus is going to be the true offspring that comes. So God is telling us, retelling Abraham from Genesis 12 and 15, that the promise is coming. The promise is coming. And we can look forward to the promise. And Abraham, you don't have to do anything to get this promise. The promise is coming. But do you believe it? We see today that he believed the promise. He believed that a son is coming, an offspring is coming. He believed it. So, family, do you believe it? Do you believe Jesus has came? Do you trust that he came? Do you believe he'll provide for you right now? I have talked to many of you guys who are studying classes right now, and things are so difficult right now. I have talked to many of you guys about health issues. But do you believe that God will provide for you? Family, he will. He will provide for you. So as your tests come your way, know that he will provide. But think about the test is that God is placing me and shaping me in a place there where he wants me to be. So we need to test in life. We need to be around people that makes us uncomfortable. We need to be around people that, that might not understand us at times. Because God might be using those same people to make us more like him in that particular time. 
So family, this story of Abraham is for us. You can trust the word as well. We can trust God even when it's difficult because the test points us to one that will provide. So we don't have to be anxious about what's tomorrow going to bring. We can root our beliefs in the Lord. That Abraham, you can look forward to the promise to come. Just like we can look forward to the promise to come. Just like how God provided for a ram, he will always provide for us in our trials. And that's what he's telling us today. As we continue living out this Christian walk, the Lord provides for us. And how does the chapter end? It ends now with the story of Milcah. Why about Milcah? Why does it end with the last few verses in 20 through 23? Now introducing us to Rebecca. The story continues. Next week we're going to hear Sarah's going to die. Abraham is about finished now with all his tests. Abraham is about to get out the way. And the torch is about to pass now to Isaac. And the story continues. And Isaac is going to pass the torch to <coughs> Jacob. And Jacob's going to pass it to his sons. He's going to continue passing. Then eventually we're going to have a true offspring to come, which is Jesus. Let us end with a couple of offsprings. I mean, a couple of offsprings. A couple of applications. A couple of applications. When you are faced with trials that come your way, do you see them as tests knowing that God will provide? Do you? For real, do you? Think about that. Do you see tests as God is going to provide? If you don't, you miss the wisdom of God that is in the season that you're in. Trials should open our eyes to see what God is doing. Pointing up application number two. Do we believe when God gives us tests that he's strengthening our faith? Do you believe that? Do you believe that God gives us tests to strengthen our faith? Sometimes we don't think God's provision is the best for us, but it is. He is God who gives us the perfect gifts at the perfect time through tests. Application three. Remember that tests in life is pointing us to God's promises. So let us be quick to pray when we are faced with trials. Let us be quick to call up brothers and sisters in the faith to encourage us in trials. Let us be quick to remember our union in Christ. So God points us that one day he's coming back through our trials. Number four, God chooses our test not for God chooses our test for us. Not us. A lot of times we want to choose hardships. We want to choose when we're going to have bad days. God is the one that allows us to do it. He is God and we're not. His pay grade is higher than ours, right? The Father knows where he wants to take us in maturity. So he allowed tests to come our way. So even right now in life, family, there's no mistake what you're going through. But how would you ask the Lord, Lord, what are you making me to be now? What are you showing me about my heart right now? Are you showing me that I'm selfish? Are you showing me that I'm not thinking about others? And What are you showing me right now? Because you can be missing out what Lord, the Lord is doing. And I'll tell you this, he is doing something in that moment. 
the Lord will provide. So let us trust. Let me pray for you.